I ain't gonna expose. I'm not like that. I'm not a snitch. Virginity. Mm-hmm. Hush, hush, stop. Yeah. They love me. Let's see if your parents raise you. It's deeper than the physical. What up, fam? Yes. <laughs> welcome back to the juxtaposition, everyone. All right, welcome everyone to the juxtaposition. As you know, it is February, which is the month of love, and we have started a new series called Love is Beyond the State of Being in Love. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we came up with this um, title is that um, love is not just the physical, the emotional feeling, but it's beyond that state of that fantasy feeling. It's more than that. It's deeper than that. And so as we journey through February, we're interviewing four couples, beautiful couples beautiful. that display so what love is and mm-hmm. they explain um, what marriage is about and their journey. And so as we continue to show these couples, just journey with them and hopefully everyone learns something new. I've learned something new, I think. I've Every, learned a lot from them. Different couples, um, lot from one year to 31 years. So that's a lot of knowledge Big and wisdom. <laughs> So, yeah. so that's um, that's I it. I learned a lot too. Oh well, yes. So as you know, <laughs> this is the juxtaposition, and this is love is beyond the state of being in love. Enjoy. Bye. All right. So introduce yourselves, your name, and how long you guys have been married. You first, babe. Okay, my name is Olo. <laughs> and then your name is Oh, my name is Tony. <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you ask? How long have you been married? Um, we've married for three years. Yeah, three years. Okay. Tell us your story and how did you guys meet? Um, I think I like to tell the story a lot because it was really nice. Um, we met at a wedding. We were both on the wedding party. Um, it was in a city in Nigeria called Ibadan. So Olu was living in Toronto then, and she was going to be one of the bridesmaids. So she traveled down to Nigeria and then to Ibadan for the wedding, and that's where we met. Um, so she was a bridesmaid, I was a groomsman. I think that was number eight or something. Um, so of 10. <laughs> of oh. 10. Of being in the wedding party. Um, so like, we, she came in and she had the story and she was regaling everybody with the story and I just felt like she was really cool. Um, we got paired together, we got partnered and then we just eat it off and we just started talking. Um, I also, we also happened to be going to the same city. Like I said, um, the wedding was in Ibadan. Um, we both lived in Lagos. All of didn't have a way to get to Lagos. So I gave her a ride. Uh, and as a gentleman that I am, I dropped her off at her house. Um, and that's, that's how I got to know her address. I got a number and um, we started talking for, uh, for the period while she was around. And then the rest they say is history. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, do you have anything to add, babe? No, that's how we met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how we met. That's how we met. Um, for me, it was all the things that like Olo gave me. She, from the very first time, she was just easy to be with, to strike a good conversation with, and we just like were. It was easy to get along with her, and um, it so happened that you know 
just before she left, so I was like, oh, would you consider like being, like dating me? And she's like, nah, I can never do long distance. And then we just continued like flowing and talking. We would talk every day, irrespective of the time difference. And then, you know, I found it easier to be with. I found her easy to be with. And then I just really, really wanted to be in her life. Um, so I did ask her like a few questions like, you know, um, are you like the genotype? It's a big deal in West Africa. And then she's like, um, that's, that's quite serious. And I was like, yeah, I am serious. Like I like being serious when I'm talking to someone. So over time, just sharing the different things, um, I, I realized I really, really wanted to be with her. As came a bit uh, longer after though, so you'll tell that story. Yeah, that's why I laughed. I was when, like, Tommy was giving the story of how we met and he said the rest is history. Like it was so smooth. <laughs> for me at least. Um, yeah, no, for me, like when we met, like um, I'll go back to the story. I walked into a hotel room, a hotel restaurant where the rest of the wedding party was staying. And so Toby was there with some other guys and I was talking about this story of some guy I met on the plane. That one that's Maria. <laughs> yeah, some guy that met me on the plane and was telling, proposing to me and telling me how he had been watching me from the airport and how God put us to sit together. And isn't this just like a miracle? Anyways, uh, and then Toby was there and like, he was just one of the guys there, and then I, I specifically remember that he cracked some joke, and I was like, this joke is lame. Um, <laughs> but then, like, the next day, when he walked, when we were walking into church, he walked in with me, because we were not officially paired in the bridal party, so he walked in with me, and I don't know why he switched from the lame guy from the night before to, the, to an okay guy, because I was, like, whispering to him the whole service, so... I guess, I don't know if it's the suit that transformed him. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, but how did I know he was the one? So going back to the story about when we met and we started talking in Lagos, it was just like, oh, okay, we're talking. Like this guy in Lagos is talking to me. I mean, no, not trying to be proud or anything, but every time I travel back to Nigeria, for some reason, people would... A lot of guys would talk to me for some reason. I don't know why. So I just thought, oh, here's another one. And when he asked me if I wanted to, if I would consider long distance, I was like, no, I wasn't even in a place where I thought that I would want to be in a relationship or anything. So um, how did I know he was the one? Well, we kept on talking. We kept on talking um, through, like, even on my way back home. And somehow he just quickly became my best friend. I don't know. I don't know how he did it, but I started like telling him the details of my life and, you know, I would see things and I would like it would remind me of him and I would make sure I tell him. And there was a time difference and all of that, but he was always awake to listen, to listen to me. And I don't know, just eventually I liked him. Eventually I fell in love with him. Eventually um, I prayed about it. So I would say that when I made the actual decision, like, this is the guy, was when I prayed about it and I actually got, like, a specific word from God. So I guess that's how I knew he was the one. Yeah. So you mentioned in, while you were talking that you guys were doing a long-distance um, type of relationship. Can you explain um, the challenges uh, you had in the long-distance relationship? 
Um, I think the major one was the time difference. Um, we also had to do a lot of communication, and I think like our communication was really good um, because it forced us to articulate our day you know, because we're not spending it with ourselves. We had to literally run through our day on a daily basis and like you know to share to share that with the other person. Um, so I, I would think that like you know one of the biggest differences or one of the biggest challenges was like you know just having to articulate communication and then the time difference because like when all would be getting home was around 6 p.m um eastern time and that would be around 11 or 12 a.m 11 p.m or 12 a.m in nigeria um and that's when i had to be awake so i we would do like one to three hours of talking every day and then at 2 or 3 a.m., I'm like, uh, babe, I need to go sleep. And she's like, oh, we just started talking. And I'm like, no, we've been talking for two hours. And she's like, oh, it doesn't feel like it. I'm like, yeah, my time does feel like it. And I have to get up by 5 a.m. to be out of the house to go to work. Um, so that was the biggest challenge. It, like, like I said earlier, it was easy to talk to her and I enjoyed talking to her. Um, but because of the time difference, I had to do a lot of videos. And um, that, was, that was one of the biggest challenges. Yeah, I'm laughing because this time difference thing caused, like, let's a very interesting story about the proposal. <laughs> about Tommy, so Tommy proposed to me over, like, WhatsApp video. But the story is that the day he decided he was going to propose to me was the day I decided that I was going to work late. And so I get home and he got my friend to, like, set up this whole thing. But the story is long. She was supposed to get access to my house. The key didn't work. The key that my other friend stole, the substitute key didn't work. So she set it out in the hallway. So I turned the corner um, in my hallway and I see like a will you marry me thing. And it's like, oh, okay. Okay, where is the person that's proposing? <laughs> and I was calling him and he wasn't picking up because he slept off. <laughs> he had slept off because of the time difference. I think it was like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. when Probably I it was 2 a.m. when I finally got home. So his friend, I had to call his roommate to be like, hey, I think your friend's proposing. Can you go wake him up? So his roommate went to wake him up. So yes, time difference is one of them. But I think another one for me would be not being able to experience things together. I feel like when we're dating, like we spent most of our dating life just talking. We couldn't like go on date dates. So I would say that's another challenge of long distance. So being married um, for three years now, what has been a challenge that you found that you wanted to give up? Like, has there ever been a time that you wanted to give up in the three years you have been married throughout your relationship? Um, you first. Nope. I don't like. No, the short, short answer is no. I, for, I think that you see, well, I see marriage as like, it's family. So I don't know, I've never wanted to give up on my parents and be like, you're not my parents anymore, or on my siblings. Um, so yeah, there's never been a time I would say, like if, if we are fighting or we're having a huge disagreement, it's, it is what it is, we are fighting, which is what people do, they fight. Um, I have, but I don't, it doesn't lead me to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm done with this, like, I, yeah, so no, no is my answer. Um, yeah, I'll say no as well, even though I have been closer than I possibly. Um, but like, I, I think that was one of the biggest things that, you know, that happened to both of us, like while we were dating, it was just a function of saying that we're gonna always stick together. Um, so it hasn't crossed my mind to ever like say, oh, okay, I'm done. Um, 
it was it's just it's just been a function of the fact that like when we go through tough periods it's just like okay how are we gonna get out of this um but no it has never crossed my mind to actually say no i'm done what has been the most challenging time during your relationship I think we've had a couple of challenging times. Um, one of the times was when we were going to get married. There were a number of challenges. Like, there were real challenges. Um, I don't know if I can go into the whole of that yet, but, like, there were a lot of challenges then. People sending emails to um, parents saying that I wasn't um, genuine and I was just going to use it for papers. And that was very difficult because, like, you know, we had plans of what we wanted to do and those things were derailing. Um, so that was really challenging. But, you know, one of the things, you know, people talk about men giving women security. Um, but I felt a lot of security from Olo because during that time, she never thought about, like, okay, this is too much. I'm just going to get out of this. Um, but she was really resolute and committed, and that was really, really nice. Um, we've, all, we've had other challenges as well in marriage, um, especially with decisions on things we want to do and, and, and the timing of when we want to do them. And that can be, that was a really, really big one and rocked us for months. Um, but thankfully, um, we're, we're in a better place. Yeah, um, I would say the biggest challenge has been like the decision you're talking about and like making a decision and timing, trying to get like a good time for that decision. I would say that that was the biggest challenge that we faced and just like dealing with all of that and coming to a place where we understand that both of us have to agree on our decisions and one person can't make a just unilateral decision on like, oh, this decision affects me more and therefore I get to see when we're going to do it or not. You know, everybody is involved. Uh, well, both parties are involved. So I'll say, yeah, that was one of the most challenging times of my marriage. But me, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty easygoing person. So, you know. Pretty easygoing. <laughs> not too many for me. <laughs> Quick question. Can you explain the, the culture of marriage in Nigeria? Like, how is it perceived, um, even just going through your process of marriage? Hmm. Um, the culture of marriage or the culture of, like, preparing for a wedding? Or like, um, I think marriage, and I think this is a question for you because you have more people that are married in Nigeria. Um, I don't think I understand the question. Can you, can you elaborate? So you, you were in Nigeria. You were living there full time, of course, right? Your process of getting married, the, 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 how should I say? Can you explain, like, yeah, the process and, and, and this parent wants this, that parent wants this, or oh. that parent is saying this about you, or her, her family member is saying that about you. Can you explain a little bit? about that oh okay um so the process of getting married it's like uh it's not just about you and your partner it's also involves the family um and um, it, it's so interesting because like i have tons of stories about that um when all we started dating in 2017 
um, and then she came to Nigeria September 2017, and she's going to be around for a month. So I decided to go to meet a dad and say, um, well, I'm the guy dating your daughter, so you're going to be seeing me around a lot. And then, you know, we had to set up a meeting. And at the meeting, our dad being a lawyer, I had two sets of books, one for the questions and one for the answers. And I was being recorded. So it quickly changed into, what are your plans for my daughter? And, you know, I had to get real deep real quick. Um, but back to the question, it's a function of you have to meet the family. Both families have to meet each other and they have to like each other, I guess. Um, and they have to accept each other. Um, for Again, from my parents' side, they were investigating me a lot and investigating my family. Um, the dad asked about all my siblings, asked about my extended family, asked what they did, sent people to go check on them um, at work in their houses. They actually even went to my hometown to ask my aunt, um, which gods do you serve? <laughs> Um, they took pictures, they came to my house and asked, um, you know, do you know Toby, like, what's, what's it like? They contacted some of my secondary school mates on Facebook. Um, so it was very, very extensive, the, the investigation. Um, just trying to vet who their daughter was going to be with. Is he a good guy? Does he come from a good family? What do they do in the family? And thankfully, at the end of the day, um, I guess they were satisfied, and um, I was able to scale through that. Oh, I didn't mention, they, they got someone in oh my gosh. church as well. They asked <laughs> about like which, which groups I volunteered in. Um, yeah, a, a whole lot. So yes, the process was really, really like, you know, grueling, uh, I would say, or like the interrogations were grueling. But I would say that that's not the process in Nigeria. That's just my family being. My well, a, a lot of families actually do that, or do some form of that. Um, some people are really chill, or pretty chill. But especially like for the um, wife's family, they tend to be more circumspect, and um, they want to be sure that you know they are committing their daughter into a responsible man, I guess. That's not just using her for papers. <laughs> Um, I would say that it's, it's expanded, if that makes sense. Because before, I could just, you know, talk to God about me and things that concern me. And, mar and marriage challenges you in ways that you've never been challenged before, because obviously it's new, so you've never done it before. So I've never really had to consider the fact that somebody else is involved in my life decisions and talk to God about it and be like, oh, you know. So I feel like my relationship with God has, you know, it's expanded. And also I would say that, not to sound corny, but I feel like Toby has made me a better person. And as a result, also made me a better Christian in the sense that, you know, he's the more, I don't know if I should say considerate or social one. I don't know how to explain it, but he's more like aware of people's, um, of how to like care for people um, in, a, in a way. And so I feel like my relationship with God as it relates to people, like what God wants me to do with people or for people, like to be available for people, I've become more aware of that because I'm married to a man that 
is aware of serving people or like being available for people. So I think that my relationship with God has expanded is what I would say um, in the sense that my, my relationship with others, as God wants me to have those relationships, I'm now more aware of them. And also like in my own life, like obviously I have to, you know, deal with things I've never dealt with, um, have more fruits of the Holy, growing the fruits of the Holy Spirit and all of that, so yeah. Um, I think it's, um, I would say it's deepening my relationship with God um, in a sense because like, um, like she said, marriage sometimes can be a reflection of a relationship with God. Um, so I have to catch myself from time to time when I feel like, you know, she isn't doing the things I want or the expectations I had are not being met. And it makes me remember the way God says we should love our wives. And I, each time I fall short, because I do fall short, um, I'm quick to go back to God and say, like, I really can't do this by myself. I know this is not the way you intended for me to just be selfish in the, in the marriage, but to actually serve and put our interests first. And that can be really, really difficult because by nature, we are selfish beings. Um, so each time I have to catch myself and be like, okay, um, am I being selfish here? Um, and, you know, sometimes you think like she's the one being selfish and then you go to God and then God is reprimanding me. And I'm like, um, but I was complaining about that. And they're like, yeah, you have to work on yourself. So it's every time, because I, I really depend on God, it makes, it's deep in my relationship and giving me a better understanding of what, what God actually does for us, forgiving us, like, like forgiving and forgetting. Like, and that's, that's really just crazy. The number of things we do to, like, when we stray or, like, when we don't obey his precepts and his commands, um, it's just giving me a deeper appreciation of of my relationship with God. From your perspective, what, what does it take to have a successful marriage? Um, I would say God. Um, I would say the Holy Spirit. I would say the fruits of the Spirit. Fruits of the Spirit is big. Um, like, you know, love, joy, peace, self-control, patience, gentleness, goodness, and kindness. You, you need all of those things in marriage like you know and i'm reminded of first corinthians 13 that talks about love being patient never being self-serving um you know so when i think of all of those things i, I feel i feel like i still fall short but i i can only rely on god to help me improve because like if it was by my own strength it was by the things i want to do i probably just be like okay over and out but i feel like the love of God and God himself constrains me um, in ways that I cannot think of, like in ways that I wouldn't have been able to, if not for the fact that I have God in my life. Um, I would obviously say God as well, because there's so many <clears throat> times when, you know, if you listen to like the, the culture outside, um, you would not forgive your partner, you would not work things out, you would not be patient with them. You know, you would, you would tally up, oh, I did dishes today, you do dishes tomorrow. And that's just a recipe for disaster. But because of God and what he's commanded us to do, um, we are able to love more fully. The kind of love that God commands us to love or the way he commands us to love is so like all encompassing and so deep that <clears throat> I think that 
I think it's one of the things that helps people who, I don't say Christian marriages, but it's not just all Christian marriages. I think it's people who submit their marriages to God. Um, I think that just the way he has called us to love makes, already helps you like 80% of the way. I would say another thing is commitment. Uh, I like, I've been telling me that I was listening to this um, lady, Laju Iran, and she was saying that when you're dating, it's dating is time for you to date intelligently, but marriage is time for you to love blindly. And I feel like once you make that commitment that this is a person that you're with, then it should take like, it should really take the end of the earth for you to break that commitment. So I would say God and committing to one another and understanding that, you know, this is truly your life partner. You're truly doing this together. And um, yeah, you're not going anywhere. So when you know you're not going anywhere, you, you're forced to fix whatever or deal with whatever and try to, you know, better one another so that the ride is smoother. And I've always been independent. I moved to Canada like when I was 15. And, you know, I've barely had, I think, like I've only had like two roommates ever. And so I was very independent, grew up very independent. And I was like, well, how am I going to do this with someone in my space? Like someone that has access, that's like, I have to share with. Um, but surprisingly, it's actually been very chill and it's even enjoyable. I, when the Bible says two, two are better than one, um, it's really true because just having someone there that's there for you at all times and that, you know, contributes to your life and, you know, you can exchange ideas with, you can talk to, that's actually your true life partner, you know, if you need to, <laughs> I know this is a silly example, but if as a woman you have a dress and you need to zip the back, <laughs> there's someone there to do the zipping for you, you know, just little things like that um, to be a partner. I think that's the best part of marriage for me. Um, yeah, I, I, I was going to say something similar. Um, basically, the fact that I've gained someone into my life, like, it's, it's an addition. And um, we do a lot of things together. Interesting, we don't do it. We do a lot of things not together as well. But it's just, like, the fact that I can share a space with someone, someone that's in my corner, someone that's doing life with me. Um, I can disturb her. Um, she's this person that used to sleep early and then I came into her life and, you know, that's the time I want to talk and then she has no choice but to stay, stay up, um, you know, and, you know, especially with the pandemic, it's been very like, you know, you have to really love yourselves to really enjoy that. that. And um, when the pandemic started, we were both at home and that's the, the act, like that's the most of the interaction we have. Um, with anyone else. So it was really, really nice to just even have that and not just be alone. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been wonderful. The companionship, uh, the addition in so many different ways. So many different ways. Um, I don't want to start talking so I don't get in trouble. But yeah, in so many different ways. And you mentioned the pandemic and I just wanted to talk about how a lot of marriages, unfortunately, are breaking up or we're breaking up during the pandemic because people realized that they didn't like themselves. And that was not the case for us because, you know, we actually see each other as like beneficial <laughs> to one another. Um, so yeah, I remember like, because we stay in like a small apartment and I remember someone asking me the size of our apartment and I told her and she's like, 
what? And you guys both work at home? How have you not killed yourselves? But it's actually just enjoyable to have someone that's in your space, which is so weird coming from me that I don't like people in my space. But yeah, or I didn't, I should say. So what role do you think friends, extended family, and community have in your, in your marriage? Um, I think like when you have good friends, um, they ground you. Um, so, for example, there are certain expectations we have of each other, um, and sometimes there's a, there's a tendency to put all those expectations on just your partner. You feel like because you've gotten a partner, like they should be everything to you. But you, you really have to quickly realize that that's not the case, because like, number one, we have to draw primary, a primary sense of purpose, a primary sense of being from God. Uh, and God has called us to be in a community as well. So we're, yes, we are together, we are one, but he also wants us to have elder relationships with other people. So for both of us, we have um, friends for ourselves and we have like mutual friends that are couples. Um, we have different mutual friends and like, you know, we just talk to them. And um, I think, you know, we have good families as well, like, you know, where we, we just like, can share things together. We recently went to Nigeria in December and um, we spent some time with our family and then we spent some time with our, my family and it was really good at both places. So like it's it kind of grounds us because we know that we are not in this race alone and um, it makes it more enjoyable when it just takes off some of the pressure you would have probably just put on your partner and you can just like spread it around and have this community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just reminded. I agree with what, she, what Toby said about, you know, because during our premarital pre counseling, we were asked if our partner, if we thought we could find everything, our partner could be everything to us after marriage. And we we're both like, yeah, like, you know, this is my best friend. Of course, it'll be everything to me. And then I remember, like, Pastor was like, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, and I joke with, I teased, I was even teasing you just last night. I teased her with that. Some of his friendships, when I see them talking, I'm like, oh, I get, you really do need this friendship in your life because the way this person laughs at your jokes is not the way I laugh at your jokes. <laughs> the way this person finds, finds what you're saying interesting is not the same. So you need somebody else in your life, you know, that will deal with areas of your life that, you know, are like you have similar interests in ways that maybe I don't have those similar interests. So I think that they are important. And I also think that it's good to, like Nikisha and Marlon were saying, um, to speak to other couples as well. Um, so friends, family, um, just because, you know, sometimes you really feel like you're alone. Or sometimes, like Toby always says, women listen to women, men listen to men. And so women are like, my husband doesn't do this. And you're telling another woman, and she's obviously like, yeah, I agree. But like, you're not talking to another man to see if like, maybe your husband is not alone. Maybe this is a man thing or vice versa. And I think that having friends is like mutual friends, couples that you both talk to. And then they can be like, yeah, well, that's pretty normal. And you're like, oh, really? Um, is beneficial in that way. So other couples to encourage you, I would say. What are some things you do to keep your marriage fresh and alive? Hmm. <laughs> what are some things we do, Tobes? Um, um, we watch we watch um, a lot of like movies together. Wow, Toby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We do, we do. Watch a lot of movies together. Like we actually also watch a lot of series together. 
Um, it's the two of us, so we spend some time um, at night, like, you know, just, like, talking about a day and just, like, spending that time together, like, to, like, get that bond. Um, I, I, for one, like talking, which is strange for a man. Um, so, like, you know, I like my quality time, and, like, I just, like, want that time where it's just the two of us, no interaction, no, like, distraction, no phone, no, nothing else, you know, multitasking, you're just concentrating on me. Um, and, you know, for, for her, I know she likes, likes like, words of affirmation, she likes touch. Um, so from time to time, like when I'm in a good mood, <laughs> I, I give her that, you know. So I, I think, like, those are the things that, like, you know, keep them fresh, keep the marriage fresh and, like, you know, like, yeah. Um, one other thing I also like to do is to be thankful and remember the good things and the good times because sometimes, like, marriage just have its own challenges and its own difficulties. And I remember the good times that we've had. Um, I try to focus on those and be thankful for the fact that I have, like, a partner that's really been there for me and I especially through the challenges I remind myself of the challenges and now we overcame them together um, and I know that like she she's really my corner she's really rooting for me so like I, I meditate on those things and then like it really just helps me keep the marriage fresh like I was telling her recently that like you know I, I have this image of her like coming into the wedding like to the hotel that day and just talking about like a day and like every time I remember that it makes me smile and the next day when we're just like you know um, in the wedding party and just like sharing tidbits and she was like you know leaning into me and telling me some things like I remember that I'm like oh okay uh, that's the wonderful woman I married mm, okay <laughs> <laughs> Must she go? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind. Uh, no, please. I, I want to. I want to know what she does as well. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like when people say, "Why do you just keep your marriage fresh?" And people say, "Oh, we go on dates. We go on, and I always we watch movies." So, like, I don't. So, know. what do you do? What do you want to do? Yo, I don't fresh? know, man. I. <laughs> Um, I would because I was saying I watch we watch movies and they're like mm. yeah, and I'm like yeah what do you do that sounds that makes us sound so boring it does yeah we watch okay. movies at it home, doesn't sound at boring home too to not me. like we go out to watch movies under the stars so what would you like to do I don't know <laughs> maybe I mean it would be nice if we were like adventurous people like oh we go skydiving I am <laughs> I am I would like to do that. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I, yeah. It's all on me to be honest. I like to stay in my room. That's very true. I would say though that what you said about us talking, I think it's so funny that talking can be something that keeps you fresh. But I think talking, like taking that time to actually talk, um, because just because you spend time with someone every day doesn't mean you know what's happening in their lives. Um, so taking that time to talk and to just like even just to comment on like things we see and things we read and just remind ourselves that, oh, we have the same views on this thing um, and that we can make decisions, ETC, ETC, I think. I would say that's something that we do. So what are you looking forward to in the rest of your marriage? Um, I'm looking forward to freshness, um, like, you know, it just being fresh. I don't want to get to the point where I just, like, think of it like 
as a transactional relationship, but I wanted to like to still see her and still like have the fire. Um, to still want to make time for her, no matter how busy I am, to still be like constantly doting on her um, and like putting her first, like you know, making sure that everyone knows that she's my priority, she's she's my number one, um, and like you know, just like putting her top of mind. Um, that's that's what I would really want. Um, yeah. Cool. Um. What am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to like, you know, I, like the different phases of marriage, having kids, raising them together, telling them that their, that their father is number one and they're number two. I can't wait to tell them that. Um, <laughs> um, just, you know, watching them leave and then, you know, still actually being in love with each other when the kids are out of the house, going through the different phases of life, I would say, together, and by God's grace, keeping everything fresh, and, you know, yeah, we just, you know, you, you talk about different things, you have different plans, so going through those plans, and seeing how they actually play out. Well, do you have any advice for married couples, even young married couples? There <laughs> you go. Um, I would say my advice would be to always remember, it sounds so cliche, but to always remember that you're a team and you're not fighting each other. <laughs> like you have a common goal. It's not, marriage is not about one person and only that person's goals to the exclusion of the other. I'm not saying that you can't have personal goals. Of course you can. Um, but you've chosen to bring someone into your life. Like it was a choice, nobody forced you. And so you have to accommodate for that person. So understanding that you're a team and that you know, your, your marriage is an opportunity for you to work with this person forever on goals and for that person to actually support you and be with you as you do that. Um, so that you don't fight each other, you fight together. Um, I think that's, that's that. And obviously, your marriage should glorify God. Um, you know, don't, like, it's very interesting to me when I see people who claim to um, love God and serve God and minister and all those things. And when things get difficult in their marriages, they don't go back to God to see what he has to say or even apply the things that Jesus obviously told us to do. If, if Jesus can tell you to love your enemy, like, what do you think he's going to tell you to do to your spouse? So I think that my advice would be let, let your marriage glorify God. Let's allow God to use your marriage to do the work in you that he wants to do in you. Because there's so much that marriage does to develop us as Christians, as children of God. Um, so let that work in you fully, forgive freely, be patient, be quick to apologize, those kinds of things. And um, so two things, your team, work as a team, fight together, not, not each other, and let your marriage glorify God. Um, uh, I, I think I'm just gonna pass on like some of the advice we got like while we were doing premarital counseling that I found very useful, I still find very useful till now. Um, Pastor Olu did say that 
marriage is difficult or marriage can be difficult and it can be rewarding at, at the same time. It's just like almost any other endeavor that we do. Think of your work, think of when you were studying. It was difficult, but it can also be rewarding. Um, so just like we work at anything else, we have to keep working with marriage. Um, we never stop. There's no time when you take a break. There's no like, oh, okay, I'm just going to chill. I'm just going to take a me time. Like, we have to constantly keep working at a marriage so that it can continue to be rewarding for us. So I think that's one thing. People think that they get to a point where they just coast and they just screws and they just forget the little things that, you know, they used to do to make each other happy. And they feel like, oh, she should just know. Like, you know, women like to be reassured of their love. Men like to be encouraged in the things that they're doing. So just keeping it fresh and, like, consistently working out at the marriage. Um, the other one is to know that marriage is not self-serving. It's not to just make the individual happy. It's to actually serve. Marriage is a place where you come to serve. And there's no point in time where you take a break and say, I'm no longer serving. I've served, you know, all these years, and now it's just for me to weep. Um, you continue to serve just like Christ served us, um, and Christ is still praying for us. And, you know, it's a life of service to this person that you've made a commitment to. Um, and, you know, again, something that I was told during marriage counseling, seeking the good of the other person above mine. And then as much as I continue to make that my goal, then I realize that as much as I please her, it pays off for me as well because she then also seeks to please me. And if we continue to do that, we just, you know, just continue pleasing each other. And that's, uh, that's the whole idea. Yeah, I'll do each other in doing good. Yeah. So do you guys have any other words to say? Any other comments? Any other Um, I, I think like we talked about like marriage, um, but I think like in relationships is very important, especially to quickly know people and know your unique situations because like you're totally different people coming together to um like have a, one life or have the same life. And, you know, one thing I quickly found out with me and Olo was that we had a lot of things in common. Um, but marriage has also shown that we have a lot of things that we don't have in common. <laughs> um, so I like watching soccer and she doesn't. I like watching tennis and she doesn't. Um, so I found a way because, like, I got frustrated originally when I couldn't share those things with her. Um, but I found a way to like balance that. There are things we're going to love together and there are things we're going to do together. But at the same time, we would have differences. Um, the things we have in common might just be as much as the things that we have as differences, but we can focus on the things that we have in common and celebrate our differences so that it's like, it's a fuller experience. So like, you know, because of the fact that I watch soccer, she knows certain things about soccer. Because of the fact that she watches some YouTube videos, I know certain things about some YouTube people. So just see it as a, as a way of complementing each other and be real and unique, be real about your situation and get to know the person that you're with. Yeah. So what was the question again? Um, um, I mean, something that I like to say that I discovered in marriage, like maybe like after a few months or maybe even a year in marriage was that Toby's different and it's okay. It's okay for him to be different in certain ways. I think a lot of times we try to make our spouses like us and if they're not like us, 
then we think, oh my gosh, what did I do? I made a, I made a mistake, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have married this person. And it's more difficult when you, when you see that there are people out there with those qualities. So let's say you're looking for a man that, uh, I don't know, opens the door and cooks and all of that and all of those things. Not saying that somebody doesn't do that, just as an example. And, you know, and maybe your spouse is different. They, they don't do all those things the way that you would like them to, or they don't approach things the way you'd like them to. And then you start wondering like, oh, why didn't I, like, there are men out there. It's not like I'm asking for too much. But I think that, you know, celebrating the fact that you guys are different and it's okay. You can be different in your own ways. It's okay to be different. And just because I like things a certain way doesn't mean that it has to be that way for everything or that's the only way to approach it. It allows you to celebrate your differences and celebrate the unique perspectives that your spouse brings. So I think that would be, yeah, my final thoughts. And I, I paused because I wanted to be like all cheesy and say like, Tobes, I love you. <laughs> and I like, I'm happy that I married you and like you're the right decision for me and I'm happy to be doing life together with you. Thanks, Sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like the first thing that came to my mind when you said final thoughts. I love you too. Love you too. Well, thank you so much for gracing us on our stage and that's a wrap. Yay. Yay.